Broadcasting from a radioactive bunker deep inside the bracket compound, this is Show Spoilers, Episode 7, Mr. Robot, Season 3, Episode 4. Before we get into this exciting episode, uh, let's introduce ourselves. I am Kevin Brackett, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Roger Roper. Hey, Raj. Hello, good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Bonsoir, even, you might say. Bonsoir, bonsoir. (laughs) Uh, This was such a great episode, and I was late to watching it. This week has been crazy for me, but I I just got done watching it. uh, It was actually early this morning. I loved it. What did you think? I thought the exact same thing. Um, This show, you know, last week was a a flashback show, uh, you know, kind of bridging the gap, filling in some of the holes that um, we didn't see previously, and there was a lot of theories of what was happening during that time. This one, we're back in the... Uh, what we what we assume to be the normal timeline, and, <laughs> yeah. But but what uh what universe? But what are we universe? In? That's right. The exactly. Question. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and 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 I really loved how every character seemed to get a little piece of the story. And so when a when I, I love it when an episode can effectively push the ball forward in a narrative for not just one character or two characters, but seemingly the entire cast. And they did that very effectively. Yeah, I I 100% agree. We'll get into it more in depth, but first, you can find us at All The Spoilers on Twitter. Feel free to interact with us, reply, tweet at us, whatever, direct message us. But uh, if you have any deep dive theories, if you have any questions corrections raj and i can't get right all the time go ahead and email us on gmail we are at the show spoilers at gmail.com do not forget the on there it's very important the show spoilers at gmail.com but uh, yeah let's jump into this episode i i 100 agree with what you said raj there were so there was so much good stuff in this it followed i i think every single main character that's except right. for white rose uh that's the only one we didn't see white rose was mentioned but we did not see her uh, but other than that yeah absolutely uh the show starts off with an interesting scene it's darlene and and the subway and I, at first i really wasn't sure what was where they were going with this uh but it seems that she kind of woke up from a she was napping as she was traveling on the subway that's is right, right. And uh, she looks around, and there's just a bunch of people that don't really look suspicious, but she notices that her wallet's gone. And the one person that stands out is a girl that's got her headphones in. And uh, Darlene knows because of her past and her, her skills that this is the one that pickpocketed her. And they have a really interesting interaction. Uh, it, it's it, This show is always so good with the dialogue. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows of recent for, for the exchanges between the characters. And and she, she questions this girl. She says, she says, you know, give me my wallet. And, and the girl, of course, tries to deny it. And, and, and she knows. Uh, but the interesting thing is she doesn't want her money. She doesn't want her ID. I mean, credit cards. I guess most of that is useless now anyway. But she takes a Polaroid. And that's it. Yeah, and so the confrontation, I love that the show builds up the tension between Darlene and this pickpocket. It, it, it does it in such an effective way that you're like, okay, what what is what is happening here? What is the end goal here? Does she want her wallet back? But also the character of Darlene just really has uh, some cojones. She has some balls. And she's not afraid to tell random people that, Hey, you know what? I fucked you. I fucked everyone. You know the whole five nine situation. That's me. And I killed a person. And I killed a person. <laughs> and give me back my fucking wallet, bitch. And so <laughs> I don't know if I could do that if I was on a New York subway. I'd probably be be like, well, time to you know cancel my credit cards. But 
but I really love the fact that that, that they're really making Darlene a strong character with a backbone, um, and uh, y- you had to wonder. Obviously, we find out at the end what the Polaroid was, but yeah, we're, I think we're going to learn more about the importance of that Polaroid as as the as the uh, season goes on. Yeah, and it's it's these kind of it's it's the reveal that that they keep until the very end with this episode and the Polaroid. It's that kind of thing that keeps you guessing constantly, and they do it time and time again with this show. And it really it really keeps things interesting. They make you think, they make you wonder about these things. And uh, yeah, I really love that. Uh, you know, the other thing I want to say though, that Darlene is a strong character. She does have the cojones, as you say, but I, but I also think this is really showing that she just does not care anymore. Right. I mean, think about it. What's, what's the worst that could happen? She's already, her life is ruined. The FBI is working with her, basically forcing her to work with them or else she's going away forever. She's, she's sneaking around behind her brother's back. And also the dark army is probably going to kill her. I mean, that, right. it's like, what does she have to lose by confronting this pickpocket and, and saying out loud on a subway, yeah, I've killed a person. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, there's nothing really more scary than someone who has nothing to lose, right? When someone, yeah. they're not fearful of anything, that, that's, that's who I want to stay away from. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, great interaction, a great way to kick off the episode. Uh, and then after this, we go we go straight to the end of last episode. We go to the safe house, and it's really cool because they show it again, and I almost thought it was the same scene, and and usually they don't replay the exact same scene again, uh, you know, except for at the beginning of the episodes. But then we actually see what happened from Elliot's point of view. So it was a cool little twist there, and we see him sneaking into, well, he's first of all poking around around looking at the mail outside uh and then he he ends up going inside this apartment which he finds out is uh darlene's but not before uh dom and her partner have a conversation about uh elliot and her partner basically says you know let's just let's just bust this guy let's let's i mean he's not really of any use to us let's go do this and and dom does not want to ruin this this uh, lead that she has and so she basically goes outside and she meets uh, Darlene before she walks into the apartment you know plays it real cool does says don't don't acknowledge me don't say anything but Elliot's in there so you know get rid of him basically and uh, Darlene is actually able to convince Elliot that she was monitoring Mr. Robot and not him which was again another really tension-filled moment because I had no idea how she was going to get out of this yeah and so all right so the entire scene here so what Darlene is able to convince is like you said uh, but does Elliot truly believe her that's the question because Elliot is smart. We know that Elliot's right. so smart. And uh, remember when she was bugging him, he knew that she was planting a bug. Correct. And that's that's how he set them up. That's how he was able to find this location. And so once again, does Elliot really think in the back of his mind that she's on to him and not just looking for Mr. Robot? Well, I don't then, know. Well, then also, like, Darlene is supposed to be one of, you know, obviously she's Elliot's sister. She's supposed to be very intelligent. She's a character that... Seems to have her shit together. Why would she leave her phone behind? An unlocked phone. Or even... It doesn't even matter if it's locked or unlocked because sure. it's fucking Elliot. He could get through it. But it doesn't make sense to me that she would leave her phone behind unless she intended Elliot to find out. 
Yeah, that no, that's a great question. I, I'm not sure why anyone would... I mean, you know, the thing is, it happens to us every once in a while by accident, but everyone carries their phone everywhere. So that is a very interesting thing. And especially, like you mentioned, if if, if, if you're in her situation, especially with, with all the people that she's in contact with... Um, you know, the only thing I could think of is aside from Elliot maybe finding it or finding something out, maybe she didn't want to be tracked because she knows the FBI is tracing her every footstep. That's a good point, but what we didn't really see what Darlene was doing before right. she's on the subway. So, sure. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But she has to say, obviously, the um, – oh, I, I keep forgetting. Is it Dom? Dom that yeah. comes out? Uh, and she says, "Hey, we've been fi- we've been figured out. Play it cool, that kind of stuff." Yeah. We know the FBI is monitoring the apartment. We know that they're upstairs listening in. They've got video surveillance. Mm-hmm. Darlene has to, for the sake of her deal with the FBI, she has to say to Elliot these things to convince mm-hmm. him. Is she saying that so that the FBI won't won't? won't take her down as well or she you know she she has to know that ellie she's i think she's tipping her hat to elliot yeah that makes sense so trying to trying to tell elliot like hey look out you know without them without them crying out because that would screw her over and ruin this uh yeah i i can see that because we do find out later on in this episode we'll get into it but obviously darlene truly cares for elliot uh he cares for her they have a nice moment um and obviously and it's his safety and well-being is one of her top priorities so yeah i could see that yep 100 percent. i like the device that he uses too so not only do they have video like you mentioned but they have audio surveillance and he ends up putting a scrambler in there that's making just a bunch of random noise so they can't tell what the two of them are talking about and i just thought that was kind of cool well i think elliot again the fact that he would bring a scrambler yeah. to this situation and put it up there tells me that he knows there's more to just Darlene hanging out at this apartment, uh, unmonitored, unwatched, no one around. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. The fact that he brought that, he knows that uh, not only was she monitoring him, but he thinks now wherever they are, which he finds out is her place, he still puts the scrambler up there. So, yeah, yeah that's yep. very true. Next up, we go to the Red Wheelbarrow, our favorite dining establishment. Anytime you get Irving at the Red Wheelbarrow, and, and of course, <laughs> I mean, that was the season uh, premiere. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Irving goes on for about two minutes about rib recipes. And it's just like it, 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 any other show, any other writer. I mean, not any other. Okay, Tarantino, Kevin Smith. I mean, there's certain sure. people that can do this. But in most cases, your character talking about dry rubs and different recipes would be boring or, or who cares? Let's get on with, you know, we want to find out all this Mr. Robot stuff going on. Sure. But it's like when Irving, when Bobby Cannavale is delivering this stuff written by Esmail and the writers and everybody else, it's just so good. I love it. It's This is like on par with the punch card conversations. Yeah. And, you know, Angela's just looking at him like, I don't care. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Do you think that there's hidden meanings behind all these soliloquies? that Irving is espousing when he's having these conversations with Angela. So, so he's talking about like the ingredients, right? The dry mm-hmm. rub, you know, the, the, how you, how you cook something to make it so delicious. Right. So yeah. you think of like the, the type of plans that Irving is doing and the, the puppeteering that 
the, that goes into controlling individuals that White Rose is doing, right? You have to throw all these t- you have to throw all these ingredients in, right, to make the the kind of ribs. Yeah. Imagine if you will, the players, right? The the people who are on the string are all the ingredients, right? So Angela might be the the apple cider vinegar and you know, uh Elliot is the dry rub all coming together to form a perfect rib or a perfect uh, uh, sauce that you have to brush it on. I, I think there's more in depth um, to this type of – to these kind of conversations. I, I just don't think that they're – the point that I'm making is I don't think someone like Sam Ismail who's writing all this, I don't think that this is – I think everything is done on purpose. Sure. I, you know, and, and, it, and it has in the past. We've, of course, right. seen these reveals. And then, we, you know, if you yeah. go back and look at all these things that people say and so, do, it's, yeah, it's very possible. And so, so, so let me get, so <laughs> let, let me just wrap a little bow on this. At the end, what does he say? He's like, who knows if this is even real? Oh, this, my gosh. This it, may not this, even be, this may not even be real ribs. It may all be fake created in a lab. Yeah, and this is this is like this this you know we've talked about these crazy theories and and I've been on board since the very beginning episode one uh, right. that there might be some kind of either alternate universe time travel at stake. We talked about last week a theory that maybe they're in a simulation and sure. this one conversation totally could back up and again we're looking for these answers but it could back up either the uh the time travel type stuff uh parallel universes or with the fake rib i mean or uh, he says you know is this fake meat but Mm -hmm. uh you know they they want you to think they're talking about oh is this uh like a uh you know engineered fake meat that they're growing in a lab but also you could take from that is this a computer created meat in simulation um oh my gosh it's just crazy because uh i you know i'm i keep thinking oh i'm i'm probably wrong it's probably way far off uh but then angela aside from the irving comment she she says to him which really was the biggest thing that i took away from this she says i have to ask did white rose ever show you and that's okay. that's all she says and and he says yes you know uh and i'm like that's it that's it ever showed you how she can reset everything how the, she can get her family back and 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 the whole uh, time travel theory Ooh, so that's what she means. So that was my biggest question is what does Angela mean by asking that question? Mm-hmm. Did White Rose ever tell you? I rewound it multiple times. I was yeah. like, did I miss something? Because a lot of times I'll like multitask. I'll be on my phone sure. kind of reading the news and, and watching TV as well. But like, I, I rewound a couple times. I'm like, what is she fucking talking about? So you think mm-hmm. that by asking this question, she's asking Irving, White Rose has these powers to do, mm-hmm. change or do something like this, and has she ever done it to you? Irving confirms that yes, yeah. she yes she has. Absolutely. See, and, uh, and, and, yeah, and this is one of those shows where I, I know, and we all do it. It's not like I've never looked at it on my phone, so I'm with you there. But it's like you have to watch these shows right. because it's so crazy how every minute, um, you know, what I'll do is I'll go back and I'll a lot of times rewatch the episode for a second time yeah. before we do this, and I will catch things that even though I thought I had 100% attention, I will completely have missed lines or, or something where, I'll, oh, now I get it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when, when they say that, they're not talking about anything specific it's completely mysterious and ambiguous and and i mean that's all she says i have to ask did white rose ever show you and he says yes and then goes on to talk about how you know she she says you know do you believe it and and he says yeah you know i he goes into this whole 
uh, metaphor about technology, and it's just like what you said, where he's talking about these ribs and how do you how could they make a rib so good? And I don't even know if these are real, but the whole point of it is is they're talking about technology, and Angela is bringing up the question: Have you seen this? And and could this possibly be real? Do you believe White Rose? And he says, Yeah. Uh, he actually says, "Quote: My point is, I think anything is possible." And that leads me to believe they have to be talking about something so ridiculous, preposterous, right. and unbelievable. And what would that be? That's our theory. That's time travel, parallel universes, VR simulations. It's crazy, but anything is possible. Ooh. So when they're talking about the official word, the September 29th, that's 10 days from where they, the characters are in, the, in this time frame. What does that mean? What is, what is the official word? Is that phase two? Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Irving is talking about from White Rose. They gave the go ahead. The date is set in stone. Uh, stage two is September 29th. So it starts off the beginning of the episodes 10 days out. And then by the very end, we're going to end up three days out. Ooh, okay. So it's right. moving fast. We go from, t- I mean, we go through a week in this one episode. Got it. So back at Elliot's apartment, uh, him and Darlene are talking. Uh, the place looks like it's been ransacked, and and she asks if someone had done this, and he says, "No, I had to be sure that there. Yeah, I did do a deep search for bugs." So obviously, after she planted that device, he's very paranoid, and yep. rightfully so. Um, you know, back in the beginning, I think it was it was either episode one or two. He has that conversation with Irving, and remember, he asks politely for them to call off stage two, <laughs> and uh, we were like, "Yeah, I'm sure they'll just." go ahead and uh, and do that for you but uh yeah he says yeah stage two was never called off obviously we all knew that uh and then him and and darlene have this really interesting conversation because darlene is basically like we got to take these guys out why didn't you go to the fbi why didn't you go to someone with all this stuff that you're you're learning uh after he says that he's monitoring the, all the traffic going in and out of e-corp and he ends up saying that he can't let go of what they started, meaning this F Society thing, uh, trying to take down E Corp. If you remember, obviously, this whole show started with the, uh, the premise of taking down E Corp because of the deaths of uh, Elliot's father, of Angela's. Uh, was it her mother, right, that worked at E Corp with Elliot's? I believe so. Yeah, so, um, you know, they're working together. So, yeah, the whole thing started off with trying to take down E-Corp. So, at the end of the day, even though this has gotten way out of hand, and remember, Elliot was taking his medication and, and doing his happy day-to-day life right. and everything. Um, Getting he his just, fashion boxes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it, at the end of the day, he can't forget everything that E-Corp has done. And he especially, as we found out, uh, even though they're a lesser evil maybe out there, he still can't be on board with helping them or working for them, really. Uh, and so he is basically saying that he's he doesn't want to... Uh, he doesn't want to inform the authorities, the FBI, about the things going on. He doesn't want them to not destroy E-Corp and all the paperwork. And that really uh, is scary to Darlene because she says, you're not the type of person that blows up buildings. What is this? Uh, And so I thought that was a really interesting insight into where Elliot's mind is. So he wants to continue down this rabbit hole of figuring out... What 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 is what do, what do you believe is Elliot's ultimate goal of why he wants to continue working for E Corp? 
Well, I think that this shows us again that he wants to take down E Corp, but he also says, I want to be the one that does it, as in taking down F Society. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Dark Army. Dark Army is the one that's pulling all the strings. Right. And, and uh, so I think he has those two purposes here because, again, he, he wants to go forward and he wants to finish what they've started, but he also says he wants to take them down. So I think that he realizes we know that Elliot is a good guy from the very first episode. We saw how he used his powers for good. Uh, you know, as a vigilante, as uh, Lego Batman would say. Uh, he, 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 uh, I think that he knows that Dark Army is the ultimate evil here, and, and that's his real end game, I believe. So when he's saying he can't let go of what they started, he's he's mentioning and he's referring to F Society and the relationship that he and Darlene had within F Society. Yes, I, I believe so. And, and so the ultimate goal is that I don't, I feel like when push comes to shove, I don't think he will let the, the E-Corp building and the records be blown up that's going to be my prediction i think he wants to lure dark army out i think he wants them to all think that he's on board and he doesn't want to stop their plan so he can find them but something tells me that he's going to end up kind of saving the day by by the end of things but you you never know i mean we've we've ended seasons on some pretty dour notes as far as like the whole society being taken out with five nine so right so why does darlene have two apartments uh well my guess is uh she has the one apartment so that well I don't think Darlene has an apartment so Darlene was kind of a drifter at first I don't know if she was just staying at the arcade but I don't think she had a place at first and then the FBI wanted her to be close so they were keeping tabs on her uh they had the two apartment buildings they were on top of where she was living and then at this episode uh it's kind of funny Elliot wants Darlene to be close so whereas the FBI has given her an apartment uh Elliot has now given her the vacant apartment I mean it's not really his to give but he says the landlord hasn't rented it out again uh i believe this was the apartment that belonged to uh his drug dealer slash the woman he was sleeping with in season one is that right 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 so he's given her that uh and the whole point is kind of so darlene can babysit him okay and so keep an eye on him and also oh so elliot can feel secure in knowing that the fbi isn't tracking them yeah, absolutely. I, I think he also has that because he knows that something is up with Darlene. He knows more than he's letting on uh, because of all the things we've mentioned, certainly. Yep. All uh, right. So, so we go to uh, an interesting uh, scene where the uh, guy that's sitting on the couch watching TV, uh, eating was he eating cereal or something right he's definitely eating cereal and he's very sweaty so does this not does this guy not have a fan <laughs> does he have to have any air conditioning like that is well, there's nothing there's i mean something's I, not I, right i am by no means a hacker or part of the hacker culture but i would be offended sir if this is how they want to you know portray every hacker is just sitting in your you know your 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 bat cave without any kind of uh, airflow circulation and just a disgusting wife beater you know, eating <laughs> frosted flakes you know just shoveling into your mouth watching trash television right. it's like some sort of Hugh Grant movie on AMC just you know and then then, then, then he hears people like coming at his door, 
and he goes and puts on the mask? Is that's that's his master plan? I'm not going to try and run. I'm just going to go put on this mask. Well, the, the the reason for that though is that this is clearly uh, something that the Dark Army wants. This is clearly a cover up. Uh, he was found. Dom Dom mentions in the later scene that we're, we're about to get to that that the guy basically led them straight to him. He did nothing to protect himself. Uh, so I believe he wanted to be found. He had this camera set up. He had the F Society mask to make it look like he was making the F Society videos. Uh, we know that. That F Society. I mean, there was someone else doing it, unless it really was Elliot not knowing that Mr. Robot was off. Remember when uh, a few episodes back we see someone doing the F Society thing with the mask, and it's like we don't know who it is. I think that I, I think that this is supposed to be kind of a red herring to make it seem like oh, this is the guy that was actually going rogue that was doing F Society stuff. But uh, no, this is a plan from the Dark Army to uh, lead the. Uh, to throw FBI off their scent. Right. So he is taken into custody, um, you know, and and Dom basically isn't buying it, and the partner says uh, that, hey, this guy is F-Society. The chatter online, as soon as this guy was taken, all this F-Society chatter went up. Uh, This is our guy. Dom doesn't buy it, and she says that White Rose has to exist. Uh, and the partner brushes it off. He says, no, White Rose is a boogeyman. And uh, Dom is like, no, this, this there's something up here. So, you know, Dom is smart. She she has been following these leads. She, people keep trying to convince her that something is uh, not as important as it may appear. And, and she just, you know, I like this character a lot. She's very strong-willed, very intelligent. And she's going to get to the bottom of this. So the the guy who they capture was working for both Dark Army and F Society. I, I can't exactly remember, but have we seen this guy before? Is he one of the Dark Army guys from the 1984 club? The guy looks very familiar, and so I'd have to go back and I'd have to rewatch episodes, or I'd have to look on Reddit, which I try and avoid doing, sure. to figure this guy out. But I mean, I think we've seen this guy before. Yeah, I'm not and, sure. I, and it makes sense, if he was working for Dark Army, then it would make sense that he would go and put on the F Society mask, because he's trying to He's trying to frame F society. Exactly. That's what but, I think. Okay. All right. But Dom, Dom is not buying she's this. Not, yeah, she's not buying it. White Rose is basically a myth. She's like, uh, you know, like they say about John Wick in those movies. Again, the partner says White Rose is a boogeyman, but she knows that that White Rose is a real person and and is behind all this. That's that's her instinct based on everything that she's seen. And so, uh, you know, everyone else just wants to write it off as, oh, it's F Society. It's F Society's doing this. There is no Dark Army. Um, so, yeah, we're going to we're gonna get into exactly what happened, I think, later, I'm sure, in a future episode. But uh, that's that's my plan, or that's my best guess, is it's, this is just Dark Army throwing him off the trail. Yeah. All right. So he doesn't budge in that conversation until White Rose is mentioned. Exactly. And that's and that's what gave her, I think, the, the final tip off to her making that decision. I mean, they're saying, do you know Darlene? Do you know Elliot Anderson? They're questioning him. And this guy, you know, and they say like, oh, they're going to love you in jail. They're going to love you at Gitmo or whatever. They're basically right. saying like, you're you're a young guy and you're going to have a lot of years of torture and everything. And uh, he doesn't even flinch. He doesn't move a muscle. But she says, do you know White Rose? And he, for the first time, shows some kind of emotion. He actually turns his head a bit and looks at her and so that's that's what uh that's what gives her the tip off yeah mm. 
Um, back at, uh, so, uh, Elliot and Darlene are walking down the street. And at this point, again, I think Darlene knows the writing is on the wall. Like we mentioned earlier, something is going to happen, whether it be dark army or with the FBI, uh, sending her away. She knows that the two of them are not safe. And she wants to know that if someone kills her, will Elliot take, take revenge will will he take them out for her and and uh, she said that she would do the same and uh it's just kind of a cute moment between the two of them elliot kind of hesitates for just a second but looks at her and he says fuck yeah i'm in and it's just kind of a cool moment uh and then they have they share a hug and it was an it was a nice moment because the two of them have been at odds this entire season with elliot yelling at her and her yelling at elliot and being scared of him and this is the first time this season that we've seen them come together as brother and sister and, and kind of share that uh, share that nice moment. Okay, so we see Darlene looking at flights to where? Where, where is she looking for flights? Uh, you know, I, I put it down. It's Budapest. I don't okay. know if that's relevant. I don't know if that actually means something. Uh, but I will tell you that there is some foreshadowing here. Um, I, have you heard anything about the theory of Darlene dying? Have you heard that at all? No. No, okay. not at all. So there's another theory, uh, again, that uh, some people have postulated on Reddit. I don't have an exact username for this one, but I have read that people think Darlene is going to die in a plane crash. So there have been at least three uh, foreshadowing events uh, that could be nothing, of course, but it's pretty coincidental, if not, where Darlene has been somewhere in a scene that involves some kind of plane so there's been like a picture on the wall with a plane there's been a little model plane in one scene uh they keep showing darlene with an airplane in different scenes and then in this episode here we are in episode four and once again she's looking at travel which of course going to budapest would involve a plane right you can't walk there uh so geez i you know i wasn't really on board with the theory i thought maybe it could be coincidence but uh the fact that she's actually looking at travel doesn't look good for her so so when she's trying is she wanting to go alone or do you think she's trying to buy tickets for both her and elliot oh that's a great question um I don't I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. I think the ultimate goal is to escape from obviously the dark army, uh, but also the FBI, because I don't think that she, they would ever leave the two of them or her alone. Um, but she does care for Elliot and obviously wants him to be OK. And they're both in the same boat. So, uh, yeah, she could be looking for for travel for both. And when Elliot leaves, is he purposefully leaving to go somewhere else? Or do you think he's sneaking out? I think he's sneaking out. So in the previous scene, we had, I mean, unless he's doing one of his other uh, smart uh, kind of, uh, you know, behind the scenes uh, double crosses to Darlene, uh, in the previous scene, whenever he gives her the apartment, he says that he wants her there so that uh, she can kind of see what he's up to. But then also he says, you know, maybe I'll use some kind of a code when I'm leaving. And then she's like, why don't you just tell me? And and he's like, OK, that sounds good. And then, of course, <laughs> in the scene, he's leaving. It's 1.48 a.m. He leaves and he doesn't tell her. So I think that I think because they had that conversation, it's I mean, it was right there. We have to believe that this is not Elliot. This isn't even him trying to do anything sneaky. I think he went to bed and woke up as Mr. Robot. Do you agree? That 
may that would make sense to me of why he would be sneaking out to then go see who we find out is uh Angela. Yeah, and this is this is the I mean obviously we know that Angela's up to no good. We know that she's working with the Dark Army, but uh, Darlene doesn't know that and so she is very surprised. Uh if you remember back an episode or two ago we discussed Darlene talking about how difficult it was to work with Angela and get her to plant the router with the FBI in the E-Corp building. And she kind of thinks of Angela as just a a pretty face and and a salesperson, like we mentioned back in the beginning of the season. And for her to see, for her to see Angela working with Mr. Robot, who of course is the one executing this whole stage two and, and uh, all that. I mean, that's a, that's a huge shocker. I mean, she, her jaw is dropped when she sees this and uh, they, they kind of do the, you know, like uh, Angela mentions in the episode to shake a tail. She, they go into the subway and then they end up getting on the subway or going to the other side and a subway car right. goes by and they're up at the top of the stairs. So they end up shaking her, but uh, yeah, that's the big takeaway and revelation for Darlene. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When Elliot is Mr. Robot, because you see, you see Darlene trailing them and you, you don't really know if it's Elliot it looks like Mr. Robot's the hat and the jacket and all that kind of stuff, right? When he is in, when he is in the persona of Mr. Robot, is he wearing the hat and the jacket, or is or is that no. or is that just a tell for the audience that that's just the audience? Okay, yeah, that Got it. that would be hilarious. Wouldn't it be I, great though? If, 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 <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, I gotta all... go. I gotta go get my. <laughs> I gotta go get my Mr. Robot costume. I that would be absolutely hilarious for him to go like into a phone booth and change into the Mr. Robot right. costume every right. time. Yeah. Oh man, no, that's just that's just our sign. All and, right. and the, yeah, make sure. Yeah, they're all seeing Elliot just in his hoodie. I mean, he has the one wardrobe. It was funny. Uh, uh, Rami Malik was on Facebook Live, and someone asked him about his wardrobe, and he said it makes it really nice for the laundry. All he has to do is his load of blacks, and that's it. Yeah, just it's funny. pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, so basically they're meeting up and Angela takes Mr. Robot down to their secret lair and Tyrell is there. And this is a big change uh, after the last episode. So of course there was the revelation where Tyrell finds out that Elliot isn't always Elliot. There's this Mr. Robot persona and he thought that he had been working with Elliot on the 5-9 and the stage 2 this whole time. But really it's this other person. So He's lost interest in this whole buddy-buddy or bromance, uh, gods uh, theory here. He's he's done with it because, and I don't blame him. I mean, how do you trust a guy that can turn on you at the flip, you know, flip of a switch? Right. And so they're talking about everything that Elliot is doing right now as he is working for E Corp, and it. It doesn't seem as if they're happy with what he's been doing. No, I mean this goes back to that. Uh, I think what was it? It was it was the first or second episode when they were when they were uh, pushing the papers back and forth uh, to the same location. I mean, right? Wh- whatever that was, uh, that you know they're they're finding out that all these uh, records are staying in the in their uh, individual buildings. Uh, and uh, Tyrell ends up mentioning, I think it's seventy one different locations. And meanwhile, they have only a few days. We're getting down to the wire. Uh, then the following. Monday is when the whole UN deal is going to go down with Price and E Corp. And that's when, of course, White Rose said that they're going to stage, uh, they're going to go ahead with stage two. So they have a matter of days to get all those locations records into one place and then, of course, execute their whole uh, power supply bomb plan to blow it up. Uh, and that's why, that's why Tyrell is upset at Elliot because he, Tyrell, I guess, figures out that Elliot is behind 
the lack of shipping of all these records into the central location? Yeah, exactly. Because the the thing is, is that remember until until he found out last episode this big reveal of the the split personalities. I mean, right. he was in love with this guy, and they were going to be gods right. together. I mean, that goes all the way back to the arcade scene. But we saw it last episode, and you know they were best buddies. He's shaving for him. He's been chopping wood, so they have a nice fire to hang out next to. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he totally is in love with the idea of those two either being best friends or or intimate you know i don't know exactly what the deal is still but you know uh but when he found out that this whole guy that this guy that he's been working with the entire time isn't even elliot it's this mr robot character um you know it it really surprised him and then like you said he finds out that uh you know they're setting up all this stuff to transport the records and then elliot turns around and he he gets them he makes them stay where they are like like he is defeating every single thing they do it's like they work together during the day and it, and by night Elliot's screwing up their plans so yeah he's he's pissed at this guy and so what what is making Elliot because Elliot we see like the Elliot transition from Mr. Robot into Elliot what makes him go through that transition what why is he freaking out at this particular time well, this is so. This is Mr. Robot, right? So this isn't actually Elliot. It's not his personality. Right. Uh, Mr. Robot is just sitting there taking this abuse. So Tyrell is like, is like, I don't want to work with this guy. I want him out of here. And Angela's like, No, no, he's fine. We can control him. He's this is Mr. Robot right now. Whatever. Uh, not in so many words, but you know, trying to kind of uh, alleviate his concerns. And meanwhile, Mr. Robot's just getting pissed at this guy who who is is undermining him and and mr robot is the architect of these plans and the real genius behind it and so trying to be shoved out of his own plans i think really ticks him off and and tyrell ends up saying like get out of here we're done with you and so yeah he gets him up against the wall and 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 starts choking him out and i just thought it was kind of a funny line i love it whenever they have the those uh interesting uh swear words he says listen up you swedish scum fuck i'm like that's a new one Nice. Uh, nice. And uh and and yeah, he starts uh fighting with him, but uh the 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 bad thing that happens here is that in the middle of all this turmoil, I don't know if it's because of the stress or anxiety, but Elliot starts to snap out of it and he 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 wakes up with Angela and Tyrell in the same room. So just as much of a revelation as it was for Darlene to see Elliot working with Angela or sorry, Mr. Robot working with Angela sneaking around for Elliot to see Angela and Tyrell together. He doesn't know that Angela's up to any of this, right? Like Angela's for all he knows is just, you know, working at E Corp and she's his boss there and she's trying to get to the bottom of things, whatever. But this goes, this goes way beyond that when you're talking about planning stage two with Tyrell. So you don't think that Elliot has any idea that Angela is behind all this until he wakes up and sees Angela there with yeah, Tyrell? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he I don't think he suspects Angela. She I think that she is the least likely to be working with the Dark Army. Hmm. Did you think that he was on to her already? No, I didn't. I, I because every time we've seen him in this underground, he's been in the persona of Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. And then every time that he's out with Elliot at uh, with Angela at E Corp, he's you know in his Elliot persona. So I, I guess the what happens when Elliot wakes up here, in your opinion, and sees Angela in this basement? 
Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's bad news, and 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 this is why Tyrell even freaks out even more, and uh, Angela is able to sedate him. She she gives him a syringe full of something that knocks him out. But as we find out later, she's going to try to keep him in Mister Robot mode as long as possible. Whether that means sedating him, I mean keeping him under lock and key, and if he does snap out of it, sedating him again uh, until he wakes up as Mister Robot, like. I think it would be very bad for Elliot at this point to wake up and and be able to confront Angela. So um, uh, this yeah. is this is this is bad news for their plans. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, I think uh, and that's why later on we're going to see at the end of the episode, Darlene goes next door to Elliot's apartment. The apartment's vacant. I took it as he's not home because Angela is going to be keeping him at her place. Right. Which obviously right. we see him there, but I think that he's going to be there until he escapes, so to speak. Um, Good call. Yeah. Uh, another scene uh, next, we go to Darlene and Dom. And, and again, this is Darlene really has a lot of great scenes in this episode, uh, but they're at a bar. And basically, you know, Dom is like, you need to stay at your apartment. And, and Darlene tells her, you know what? I don't have a life. You've taken away everything from me. I have no friends, no social interaction. Uh, buy me a drink. And I, I thought the dialogue back and forth between them was so good. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, she wants to be a normal person, but how can she live in this? I mean, you kind of understand why she's trying, why she wants to go to Budapest. But I mean, is the FBI really going to let her get away with all this? I mean, if she's under lock and key and, you know, the if she tries to escape, she's going to lose all her immunity. Oh, absolutely. I think I think she's between a rock and a hard place. She realizes that. Okay, if for some reason the FBI clears her, which I don't know if that's ever actually their intention, but whether they lessen her jail time or whatever it is, then I think she still has the dark army to worry about, right? So yeah. it doesn't matter what she does. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. She's screwed, uh, whether it be the FBI or dark army. So I think she has to get out of there. I don't know how she'll do it under surveillance. Obviously, she'll have to probably get some fake passports and, you know, someone's going to have to help her and Elliot, if that is the case, escape. But yeah, I I think she wants to get out of there because her life is going to end one way or another. And that's also foreshadowed by that uh, vengeance pact that she has with Elliot. True. True, agreed. Uh, but yeah, this conversation was great, and and Darlene actually gets really personal with Dom, which obviously at this point Dom doesn't want to be friends with this person. She wants to bust her, but uh, Darlene doesn't really give her an option, and so she's asking her questions and she asks her about relationships. I really loved the the dialogue here, and Dom basically says that you know, oh, she, she the way that she words it is like it's on again, off again with someone, and she says you're playing the pronoun game. It's just funny. I mean, Darlene comes out and says it. She's like. Oh, the FBI doesn't allow muff divers. <laughs> it's just like, Ooh. Uh, yeah, it, uh, she's like, oh yeah, I, I played that game for a while, the pronoun game. It was just very clever. Again, the writing in the show is so good, and it's interesting. Dom kind of opens up here. We've always seen her as this hard ass character, and not that she still isn't a badass, but she she gets less and less reluctant as she talks to Darlene, and I think she realizes that that Darlene isn't necessarily as bad of a person as she's perceived before. And I feel like she kind of opens up to her. It's a nice scene. Yeah. No, agreed. But, you know, yeah, she she says, Darlene in the bar says, quote, it's game over for me. I may have immunity, but I'm going to lose my brother. And that's really interesting because this 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 leads us to the discussion we were just having. Do you take that? as meaning that she is going to be away from him in jail? Do you take that as 
Elliot's going to get busted or one of them's going to die. What do you think that means by her saying, I'm going to lose my brother? I think it's a situation where they're going to bring they, – they want to bring in Elliot. They want to bust Elliot. Uh, and obviously, there would be no incentive for her if she was also going to ha- you know, serve jail time or at least, you know, a, a lesser sentence. I mean she – I think she's definitely afraid of, of Elliot going away or potentially being taken down by the Dark Army. Yeah, and the other thing too is that once Elliot finds out and, and she doesn't – she doesn't think that Elliot may be on to her. We think that maybe Elliot is kind of playing her and knows what's going on. But uh, is she maybe also saying that once he finds out she's working with the FBI, that he just may never talk to her again? Kind of that could be a, that could be a situation as well, yeah. where he'll never trust her. And I mean, he puts up these defenses. He creates these different personas uh, as a defense mechanism, right? So if 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 she's trying to reconcile with him in this episode and we've seen that and then at the end he finds out that she was the one behind it and she's the one that's been playing him all along he's never going to I, trust I her. think he'll go not only trust her I think he might have another mental breakdown that's true that's very true because at this point she's convinced him quote unquote we'll have to see but she's convinced him she was just trying to to uh, protect herself from Mr. Robot and, and uh, you know that working with or- the FBI is a whole different story yeah, and the other thing is he may go full Mr. Robot. He may ne- he may never come back from the El- – because I think when she knows that he's an Elliot, that's her brother, right? That's the one. Sure. But when he's in Mr. Robot, it's a completely different persona. She doesn't – that's not her – that's not who she sees as Elliot. Yeah, she's scared of him. So, I mean, Mr. Robot yeah, is a scary character. Exactly, and so I think that's that could be a, an, an, an additional meaning behind I'm going to lose my brother. I would really hate to see – the two of them um, have a falling out like that. I don't think they will. I'm worried that something's going to happen to Darlene, wh- you know, whether it be this plane crash theory or one of them dying by the hands of the Dark Army. Um, you know, probably not Elliot, being that he's the star of this show. You never know how it's going to end. But I would really hate to see that happen after all the uh, relationship building that they've been going towards. And in this episode, they finally have that moment where they hug it out and uh, tell each other how much they care about one another. Right, exactly. Uh, so the next scene is, I think it's still back at the uh, Angela Tyrell hideout, uh, and Irving has joined them. And uh, again, Bobby Cannavale, he better win an award for this show. He's so good. <laughs> uh, but he's he tells Tyrell, he says, nothing is changing with the deadline. You know how much White Rose likes her deadlines. This needs to happen by Monday. And Tyrell is basically like, you got to be kidding me. You know, he thought that the documents were being moved. He finds out that they're not. And they have to ship 71 different locations documents to one building in three days how does that even happen yeah it sounds pretty impossible yeah and i I love it and this is where we get another irving moment irving says that sounds like a yp not an mp uh you know it's your problem not mine i love it like such an irving thing to say so fantastic uh and this is where again we see the master of manipulation that's our that's our nickname for irving tyrell says you know i haven't heard anything from my family there was a baby monitor set up so that he could listen in to uh, what was going on at home. He says that hasn't worked for a while. Someone must have changed something. And then he basically says, this is what's going to happen on Monday when this thing goes down or before it goes down. I want my family. I want Joanna. I want the baby to escape with me to Ukraine. There's no extradition there for the U.S. And he basically thinks they're going to sail off into the sunset. 
And all the while, Irving is like, "Mm -hmm, okay, yeah, let's just get this thing done. And then Tyrell even says, hey, make sure that she's okay. And again, Irving is like, okay, we'll do. And of course, Irving knows that she's dead, right? So that's right. Uh, you know, I love that. We're seeing the other side where Irving's talking about his family. We know he doesn't have a family. Irving is talking to Tyrell, and Tyrell wants him to check on Joanna. He agrees to it. We know that Joanna's dead. So this character's fantastic. And what do you think's going to happen when inevitably you know Tyrell's going to figure out <laughs> some way or the other that Joanna's not alive anymore? And we know that's the pressure point. That, Ty- that Irving has, Irving and White Rose and the Dark Army have over Tyrell. What do you think is going to happen when he finds out that that pressure point is no longer there? Tyrell, we know, can get kind of crazy. So we've, right. we've seen him in previous seasons. Uh, he is capable of killing. He's just, you know, he, he obviously, obviously has anger problems. It was the previous scene with Angela, I believe, where he's like destroying bookshelves and kicking things and throwing things around. So. If he finds out that the Dark Army has been using him, lying to him about his family, I can see him just going absolutely nuts, taking some people out, whatever. My gut instinct tells me that the Dark Army will be able to take him out before it's an issue. You know, I just think that they're so powerful and and, and Irving is so good. I don't think that they're going to let it get to that point where Tyrell's in a position to harm their plans, if that makes sense. True. What do you see? You think that Tyrell is going to be able to actually fight against the Dark Army? I think he's going to join forces with uh, with Elliot once he figures out that they've been playing him. Yeah, I, I could see it going that way. I mean, I think it was a couple episodes. I was starting to think that, or no, it was just last episode. I was thinking, well, once he finds out they're two people and he thought that he was in love with Elliot, it was actually Mr. Robot he's been working with. I thought, well, maybe he is going to start joining forces with Elliot. So if he does, you're right. This is the exact breaking point that would cause him to switch sides. Yeah, agreed. A line at the end of this scene, which I didn't really understand, and I want to get your opinion on what it means. Tyrell tells Irving that he wants the full force of the Dark Army. What does that right. mean? What is he requesting mm, there? That, you know, I, that I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't even begin to speculate what exactly he means when he's asking for the full force of the Dark Army. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know if it means protecting his family. I don't know if it means protecting them. You know, I, I just have no idea. So obviously we're going to find out soon enough. Exactly. Uh, the next scene, Angela has a conversation with Price. And basically, after talking with Tyrell, she realizes and they agree they need to get him out of E-Corp. They have three days to move these documents. And they cannot have Elliot hacking things and, and getting these shipments screwed up. So she asks him to fire Elliot. No questions asked. She says, trust me. I'm, I, I'm not going to explain my reasons. But I will tell you that I have good reason for it. And it's my discretion. And she also says, quote, but I'll return the favor. You know I'm good for it. What does that mean? I I don't feel like we've ever, you know, I don't think they've ever spelled it out exactly what their relationship is. But what do you take that as? Why is she good for it? How has she proven herself before? Well, not only that, but what, what could Price possibly need from Angela? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, you know, relationship-wise. I don't know if 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 it's something physical or I don't. No, you don't think it's like I don't. I don't think it's physical because we've never seen. I mean, have we seen Angela use her feminine wiles to control men? No, but that's it's just the fact that she says. I mean, 
I'll re- I mean, and this could be another red herring, but she says, I'll return the favor. You know I'm good for it. That just sounds cliche. That sounds like something like, you know, hey, dirty old man, you know, I, I, you know I'll, I'll be good for it. It's just like, why is he keeping her around? And, and uh, we know that we know what she's doing at e-corp that she's she's using them she her position there is solely to take them down to infiltrate them for the dark army she's been able to get information out of there and remember she's working with white rose and white rose tells price that that you know he has all this information so yeah i don't really understand what price is getting out of that relationship other than something that we have not seen uh, moving the plot along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he's going to get out that's of it. That's what he's getting out of it. So anyway, uh, he says, consider it done. And, and that's that. Uh, but then Angela makes her way to the apartment. We see Mr. Robot is there. Not Elliot, but Mr. Robot. He's he's uh, waking up from a from his, uh, his dose of whatever she gave him. And uh, he says, oh, stage two has been completely derailed. Uh, you know, he basically, because of, Mr. Robot, just like Tyrell, finding out about all the documents, and they have three days to get all this done. And uh, Angela, then her phone goes off. She gets a text uh, from Irving saying stage two is is good to go on Monday. So yeah. everything is moving forward according to plan. Of course, that's after the conversation Irving and Tyrell had. So, you know, he basically tells Tyrell he doesn't have a choice. Get it done. Uh, and 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 that's what's going to go down. So, um, you know, I I think again. I don't know if you take it the same way, but I kind of think at this point, since Elliot is such a wild card and and he's doing nothing but trying to stop them, I feel like Angela is going to kind of hold him hostage until stage two goes down. I would tend to agree with that because she doesn't want any kind of wild cards in that equation. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll see how how and if she is able to detain him. Uh, but for now, it's Mister Robot, and uh, we cut back to the last scene of the episode. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Darlene goes over to the apartment and she goes to uh, she brings the Polaroid that we see in the first scene of the episode. And I'm not sure if she was going to try to give it to Elliot or if she knew whether or not he was home. But of course, he is not home and she goes in and she places the polaroid on the mantle and we see it's a photo of their family it's the dad dressed in the mr robot garb i believe uh right it's the dad and the two of them that's their family correct uh right and that's that's her totem right that's what is keeping her centered grounded that's what's the most important is her family yeah absolutely and especially again i think that it, it can only be foreshadowing that uh the make good scene they had the hug that the share the two of them shared uh we see that they care about each other and everything seems like it's coming together nicely and that's what gets me worried that uh something's going to happen to to one of them and i tend to think it's going to be darlene yeah, I I don't think they can kill off the I don't think they can kill off Elliot at this point in the show. So yeah. I d- I definitely if if there is if again it would lead credence to the potential that we're seeing you know different dimensions and that they kill off Darlene and then she comes back later on you know when they undo everything I you know it's all right I could I could see it happening I mean that's the thing that it's not that there's no stakes obviously if there are parallel universes and, and different different timelines like that you know this Darlene would be dead if she ends up dying but um if we're talking about the whole time travel or simulations then really it's not like we would never see her again you know uh right. so the show if it is doing something to manipulate time does leave the door open for for killing off a major character but not really killing them off 
I agree. So, it will be I interesting, agree. but that was the episode. I mean, there was a lot to go over. I think every scene was excellent. I, there was not a dull yeah. moment. No, no, it really captured my attention the entire time, and that's very difficult for me to do. And again, if I could give a, a tip to the audience, one thing that I love doing, especially in shows like this, is watching it with the captions on. Oh, yeah. Because you really get a sense for what the entire dialogue uh, means, and you know, there are some times where you just don't under you don't quite understand uh, what they're saying. Yeah. So watch it with the captions on. You'll enjoy the show that much better. Absolutely. I do the same thing. And especially with a show like this where they're talking about uh, technological you know terminologies when sometimes right. you might you might say like what what are they what are they saying what are they talking about it may sound like a foreign language but if you read it and you can see it's some kind of a tech term it helps you out a little bit agreed so yeah a uh, great episode and we have a listener question all right what do we got uh, so jermaine who is at dumb eat trees <laughs> yep. he's, he asks us does anyone have elliot's best interests at heart darlene and angela are the closest to him but their own agendas are more important raj what say you um, if any, so I do believe that Darlene has Elliot's best interest at heart. Um, I, I do believe that there's uh, the fact that we saw the photo at the end, the fact that she really truly believes in her family. That's the whole purpose of the subway scene. It's the whole purpose of the scene at the end. Um, the fact that they, they made a pact for her to watch over him to make sure that he doesn't turn back into this character that neither of them really enjoy. I, I think Darlene has more of an incentive uh, to care about Elliot than, than Angela does. I think Angela's out for herself. Um, and you know her relationship with, with Elliot is more about control and making him do things that she wants. So I'll agree with you halfway there. So this is right. this is my theory. So Darlene, yes, I completely agree that she cares about Elliot. I think that the writers, I think Sam Esmail is trying to throw you off the scent. I think her working with the FBI, her giving that line that we questioned earlier about, you know, no matter what, if I have immunity, I'm going to lose my brother. I think they want you to think that she's looking out for herself and she only cares about her safety and her staying out of jail. But you're right. All the clues are there to show that she really does care about her brother. She says, I love you. She says that, you know, you're my brother. I agree there. Now, Angela, I think that's another red herring because what we're seeing is that Angela cares about herself. What you're seeing is that she wants to do whatever it takes to work with White Rose and take out E-Corp because of what they did to her mother. It appears at first glance that she is using Elliot and doesn't care about him. But you have to remember, if there is some kind of a time travel parallel universe thing going on, and she can reset everything. Remember that line from a couple episodes ago when she asks Elliot, what if you could erase everything what if you could change everything she may really care about elliot and know that this elliot or this times elliot it doesn't matter how you use him the end goal is to reset everything and essentially she'd be saving elliot's family saving his father yeah could be so i think i think that's a a a kind of a double double play there i think that that we're led to believe angela's selfish but what she's trying to do is save her family and at the same time she'd be saving elliot's as well yeah, but is that truly? But is that is her main goal to save her family or or Elliot's? Like, I think so, both. I, I really do think okay. she cares for him. I think since the very beginning, these two grew up together. They're best friends. Their family were friends and and worked together. I again, I think she really does care about Elliot. Um, it's it's the writers leading you to believe that he's just a pawn in her game, and and I don't think that's that's true. 
We'll see. Yeah, so... uh, Great question. Thanks for writing it. Yeah, thank you, Jermaine. But that does it. That's it for episode four. Again, I think we both loved the episode. It's. I thought it'd be hard to top that Tyrell episode, the flashback, because it was so good. So many answers. Uh, But this episode was was right up there again, and uh, they just keep getting better. So I'm so excited to see what happens next week. Me too. Before we go, let's tell everyone where they can find us. Of course, once again, you can follow the show at All The Spoilers. And if you have questions, comments, feel free to tweet at us, DM us there. Or for longer theories, corrections, anything that we, we may have gotten wrong on the show, go ahead and email us. Our email address is theshowspoilers at gmail.com so remember the uh, we want to make sure they make it to the right place you can follow me at kevin r bracket on twitter also you can follow the real spoilers podcast on twitter at real spoilers or at facebook.com slash real spoilers raj how about you uh they can find me at roger underscore roper you can also check me out over at chat the movies where we review 80s and 90s movies from our childhood and decide whether or not they still hold up uh you can follow us over at chat the movies you can email us hosts at chat the movies and find out more information at chat we also review television series other television series such as american gods taboo uh westworld which is i'm really excited to come back in 2018 did you hear about that production that- halt yeah yeah bummer about uh the the actor who was involved we hope uh he gets uh, well, uh, quickly, and we're, we're all thinking of him and praying for him. Um, you can check out everything over at Shat on TV at ShatOnTV.com, and that Twitter handle is at ShatOnTV. That does it for this episode. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Take care.